で出てくることができないでいます。Hello and welcome to the Disability News Japan podcast, the podcast all about disability issues in Japan. My name is Michael Gillen Peckett, recording you from Kobe in my house today, so this should be better audio. Although I have got a bit of a, a sore throat, I wasn't going to do this necessarily, but I really want to get it done whilst the news is still current.、Uh, but as I said before, the padded jobs issue is rather dry and full of numbers, so it can be rather difficult to follow. So I'm probably just going to get into it. And it's what I'm going to report is a kind of amalgam of various news reports over the last week or so. But I'm going to start with a little bit of intro which gives a timeline and a context. In essence, on Monday, October the 22nd, a third party inquiry panel said that a total of 3,700 employees at 28 government ministries, agencies, and other government bodies had been inappropriately counted as disabled workers. As of June the 1st, 2017. So the government had essentially been misleading or making errors. You have to be careful with the word lie because the phrase used in one article was arbitrarily interpreted, which I think is better because it seems that different government agencies had different standards for what they counted as disabled people. But where we can perhaps say lie is where. Some agencies had counted the dead and retired as employees. So that's, I feel quite confident of calling that a lie, really. But a little bit of a background, just a, a fact for you about, about how disabled people are employed in Japan and how many have to be employed. Government agencies are required by the Act on Employment Promotion of, Dis- of Persons with Disabilities to reserve 2.5% of jobs for workers with certified disabilities. The legal rate, coincidentally, was 2.3% until March 2018. So, in essence, 2.5% of all government jobs have to be had by people who have certified disabilities. Certified disabilities is, is this, by the way. There is a. You can apply for what's kind of a disability card so you're registered disabled. I am. And if you are that, then you can be considered a disabled employee. So that's the intro. Now I'm just going to get into it. From Kyoto, October the 22nd, 2018. Ministries and agencies. Arbitrarily interpreted guidelines for employing disabled people and counted people who were retired or even dead among their numbers in an attempt to meet legal quotas, an investigative panel said Monday. The Committee of Lawyers and other experts tasked with looking to the data of falsification concluded that such sloppy handling had occurred for decades in some cases. The government has said the percentage of people with disabilities in national office workforces as of June last year was actually 1.17% instead of the 2.50% figure previously announced. Japanese law requires public institutions to meet the 2.5% quota, while the quota for the private sector is set at 2.2%. After recognising 3,700 people had been inappropriately included in the total workforce reported for 28 of the 33 national administered entities it surveyed, the investigative panel said in its report that the situation was extremely serious. Separately, 
the Labour Ministry announced that local municipalities last year inflated the number of disabled people reported as employed by more than 3,800. The government bodies failed to check disability certificates or other information for 3,426 of them and also counted 90 people who had, 91 people who had retired, including three who were dead, according to the report. The panel found that the National Tax Agency's overstatement was the most serious, inappropriately counting 1,103 people, followed by the Land, Infrastructure and Transport and Tourism Ministry, with 629 miscounted, including 74 people who had already retired. The Internal Affairs and Communications Ministry and the Environment Ministry counted staff with limited eyesight based on their uncorrected vision rather than their corrected vision, according to the report. Most entities were unable to identify when falsification began, although the Finance Ministry said it was started around 1960 or later. Mainichi, October the 22nd. The probe is superficial, said Katsunori Fuji, head of the Japan Council on Disability. He continues, it failed to answer the questions about the problem the panel itself raised for low level of interest in hiring people with disabilities and the weak awareness about the ideals of the law on, on increasing employment of people with disabilities, in parenthesis. Why were they like that? Fuji went on went on to say that ministries and agencies possibly wanted to exclude disabled workers from their offices, and that's why they padded the numbers without actually hiring disabled people. Masaki Nishimura, a board member of DPI Japan, that's Disabled People International Japan, non-profit group for disabled people, echoed Fuji's sentiment. They said, the report only listed up the problems. It, fa- it failed to mention what each ministry and agency should do, he said, expressing his disappointment toward the panel and the government's measures to hire more workers with disability. Qu- quoted Nishimura, the central government should be a role model and leader for the private sector. Nishimura, age 60, is unable to move his legs as he was involved in a car accident at age 20. He explained the arranging the workplace environment to allow people with disabilities to continue working is what is most needed to promote employment of such people. Hiroshi Yamashita, Director General of an incorporated non-profit organisation helping people with disabilities participate in the workplace, based on the Saitama Prefecture city of Koshigaya, north of Tokyo, remained angry over the latest findings, saying, It's been proven that it's a system in which they think they merely need to match the legal requirements on employment numbers, he said. October 28th, 2018, from Gigi Press, Tokyo. Japan's Labour Ministry will conduct a survey on the employment of disabled people by government ministries and agencies following a recent revealed data tampering scandal, informs sources said Saturday. The Health, Labour and Welfare Ministry, which holds jurisdiction over the country's system for employment of people with disabilities, will send investigators to each ministry and agency to find out whether required standards, including the confirmation of disability certificates, are met, according to the sources. The measure is intended to prevent a recurrence of the padding of the number of people with disabilities government ministries and agencies claim to have employed with the aim of meeting required disability employment rates. 
as the Labour Minister's regulatory power needs to be strengthened to conduct the field survey, the government will aim to have a bill to revise a related law enacted during next year's ordinary Parliament session. A total of 3,700 employees at 28 ministries and agencies and other government bodies had been counted appropriately as disabled workers as of June the 1st, 2017, according to a third-party inquiry panel. As most of these cases involved arbitrary interpretation of the required standards for the employment of people with disabilities, such as making no confirmation of disability certificates, the government has indicated a plan to strengthen the checking system, including through legislative measures for preventing similar misconduct. Under the law to promote the employment of people with disabilities, private companies and public institutions are obliged to meet certain proportions of disabled workers in their employees. So that's that. Just to re-summarise, on October the 22nd, a third-party inquiry panel released a report that 3,700 employees were wrongly counted as disabled and that in some instances some of the dead were counted as, as employees and retired people. And the government, it, it seems, according to sources, they haven't actually made an official announcement, is my understanding, is probably going to do a... A governmental inquiry. The third party was, as I understand it, made up of lawyers, academics and some ex-civil servants. And it's curious actually, one, one of the uh, articles in the link should have this information, but on the 24th, the a uh, civil servant or someone in the government was saying, asking whether they really needed to do any further investigations because you know, it insisting it was an error, but it's not a crime. So do, do we really need to go further? And by the end of the week, there were reports that they were indeed going to go further. So that's interesting. They did seem a bit like an about turn for the government. I wonder many things about this. <laughs> but uh, the fun one to begin with is, do, do, do businesses really keep records of dead employees because it, because to be wrongly counted, you would have to have an, a human resources file or former employees file with, that had the had the dead employees' records on it and details. I mean, I can imagine. Well, Japan doesn't have an, a military as such or an armed forces. It has a self defense force, though, and it, because Japanese people live so live so long that there may be some widows' pensions. That's the only reason I could think of for keeping dead employees. But that's. The last time Japan was in the war was in 1945. So, that's just a question. Would you, do businesses keep dead employees? Retired, I can perhaps understand, for, for pensions, but not dead. You know, what do I know about business? Where, again, it's not sympathy, this, but where, where I can see how this might have happened, though, is that the... The government, Japanese government, I think it was in uh, 2014, it was a few years ago, it, it joined, it signed up for the UN Declaration Human Rights Subchapter Respect for Persons, which, which prompted a strengthening of the law which created the fundamental law for the elimination of discrimination against disabled people, and that was definitely passed in 2016. I think it was 2014 when they joined the UN Declaration of Human Rights bit, and it, the law was to accommodate the fact they'd done that, basically, to 
but there are criteria to be in compliance with that declaration. And I get the feeling that they signed up for that too too early without having enough enough disabled people who could potentially be employees. It's possible. It's possible that that. Uh, Either they just marketed the job wrong, advertised and marketed the job wrongly. I've seen these job adverts, obviously they're in Japanese, but they don't include phrases like, we encourage disabled people to imply, apply that, or something like that. You can't just discriminate and only employ disabled people. But you have to do an advertising campaign, or you could, you don't have to, but you could do if you really want to make sure you get some applicants of t- of trying to do uh, an advert saying, hey, look, we're really hip and groovy about disabled people now. That that didn't seem to have happened. You can tailor the advert. But the other thing may be that, sadly, and again, it's still the government's fault because it, they didn't improve the education system in time, but there may not be a large pool, at least, of of potential employees who could be, say, a senior civil servant. Because it hasn't been that long since uh, disabled people were really accepted in mainstream education. My wife, who is cerebral palsy, she she had troubles. She did ultimately stay in mainstream education. But people of her and her generation, even for the mildest of, of disabilities, had trouble staying in it. So that people who have gone to university and therefore are likely to become or possibly could become civil servants and work for government. That's a smaller group. And it may be possible that the Japanese government just had to comply with this declaration or felt they had to in time. All of this is to do with getting getting Japan's house in order, as it were, for 2020. It may have just been done too quickly without thinking that we may not actually have the employees to do this. Again, not sympathy, because it's still it's still Japan's fault for not being ready. But that's that's possibly what happened in, in part. And then there's the issue of arbitrarily interpreting. But it does seem that the that uh, different different departments just had a have a had a rather elastic view of what disability could be. So that people with uh, as an uncorrected eyesight, there was reports that uh, I don't know what to make of this. Actually, it sounds rather dismissive. But people, people, who, one report a few weeks ago said people with who had only things like obesity were counted as disabled, and I got where the report was coming from. The pe- people with a you know a, a slightly sore arm were being counted as disabled. That is silly. But obesity. Is a, is a disability as recognised by the World Health Organisation, but that particular one was a bit uh, unfair. But yes, it does seem that basically people were being counted as disabled even if they hadn't been given, hadn't didn't have a disability certificate. Is that which I do? So that's not good. But why that had to happen at all? What, what, it does seem when a, when a law or legislation or policy is enacted. In Japan, that there's very little guidance given to the to the, both the government departments and to across the prefectures as as to what what the terms of reference are for that policy. So, the word disability can be can mean a different thing in in, 
in different prefectures. The, the prefectures can, can actually define it differently. They tend not to, but, but they could. And so why they don't just give stricter guidance? At the end of this week, so around October the 29th, I think it was, the government ha- held a seminar, by the way, on, on, which was intended to give guidance to, to various departments on, on how, how to hire disabled people, what language to use, how to accommodate disabled people. And that, that's, the, that's the one bit of sympathy I do have, because as I understand it, if, if you have a disabled employee, whether you're the government or private sector, you have to employ so many, 2.5% if you're government, 2.2% if you're, if you're private sector. But, but you don't get, as I understand it, at least if, if there is any subsidies or, or financial incentives, I don't think the care of, or personal assistance for the disabled person is paid for. Some, some companies are good about organising it, but it's not paid for by the government, ultimately, as I understand it. Some private sector companies are are positive about it and try to try to organise it, but there's no incentive. It seems that from the next finan- financial year that the the government will have a trial system, will trial system for pass it for the exam you take if you want to become a government civil service. There's a, there's a national exam for everything it seems in Japan. So if you want to be a, go to university there's a national exam if you want to be a civil servant there's a national exam and so they're going to make a kind of a disability exam to see, to see if they can for the civil service to see if they can get people who are, who have disabilities this way they will know that the people that, that are going to try and employ are in fact disabled is the idea i suppose although there are questions about whether whether they will be getting people who actually are qualified enough that has been criticised by some disability groups on that reason, that there's a certain amount of condescension. Personally, I do think, though, that a short, for the short term, some kind of affirmative action policy may have to be enacted. But if I, if I was in charge, I would do it at, the un, at university, the, the entrance exam for university. Firstly, it's incredibly strict. It's very difficult to get, it, to get into university in Japan. And there's not only it's strict, there's, there's no, there's no give, there's no leeway. That's if if someone hasn't made that grade, there's there's no possibility of of, of a the the university that they applied to go to saying, well, they didn't pass, but you know they they got close and they they come from a poor background or they are, have a disability. Maybe we should just give them a chance anyway. There's no mechanism for doing that as the as there is in Britain at least. There's something called clearing that if. If you have a candidate, you didn't quite make the grade, but you think might be, might still, might be worth giving them a try. There's no mechanism for doing that in, in Japan. Maybe there should be. That's my two cents worth, at least. At, but at the university level, that way you might give a disabled applicant a chance that would otherwise not have got. I would also point out that some people, I was definitely one of them, some... Some people do really bad at secondary school and high school, but might do better at university. That might be suited for for university better. One one thing, for example, you have to do at secondary school. You don't have to do at universities. You don't have to. You have to study the subject, the required subjects at a at schools. You don't have to do that at university. You do what you're actually good at. 
But yeah, yeah, not a, not not a good story. But as I said, I took time about writing this because it's very dry with all the numbers, and so I just have a lot of questions about it really, and that's how it was done, and who who fought in the various departments. Well, let's just. Let's just count these people who are disabled already. How did that meeting go, is what I like to joke. Although it does seem clear they didn't make people up, which they could have. And I always wonder, again, I'm only half joking, only half being facetious when I say, if you're going to tell a lie, go big or go home, why not make people up? <laughs> that's anyway, that's it, really. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye!